0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. We are looking at Acts chapter 22. Um, Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for that uh, coffee time. I just shared it with my friend. Thank you that we were able to share in our lives, share um, our vision uh, for your ministry here in Cambridge and pray, Lord, that you will guide us in the next steps. Help us to be encouraging, help us to be loving and help us to always be focused on Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just got back, uh, had um, went to Aromi, had coffee and cake, so a bit sleepy. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm doing the Daily Bible Reading Show, just to stay awake. So we're looking at Acts chapter 22. So here we go, verse 1. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. This is Paul speaking. When they heard him speak to them, in Aramaic, they became very quiet. <laughs> Just, I think we need some context. You know, in chapter 21, the chapter before, there were lots of these people who wanted to kill Paul in Jerusalem. And so imagine Paul standing up in front of like hundreds of thousands of people who want to kill you. And then you have to try to convince them not to kill you. You try to maybe even tell them the gospel. What do you say? Paul says, brothers and fathers. And it says that when he, they heard him speak in this local accent, Aramaic accent, you know, this it sounds like one of our guys, they immediately became very quiet. <laughs> Verse 2 again, then Paul said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. You know, I, I grew up here, you know, I'm one of you guys. Under Gamaliel, I was thoroughly trained in the law of our fathers and was just as zealous for God as any of you are today, I persecuted the followers of the way to their death (laughs) to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. Now Paul is almost saying, you know, I understand how you're feeling. You want to kill me. I used to want to kill Christians. That's why he says, I used to persecute the followers of the way to their death verse 5 as also the high priest and all the council can testify I even obtained letters from them to their brothers in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished so he's talking about the time when you want to go to this particular place you knew the Christians over there you want to go over there to bring them back in chains to this town over here totally Jerusalem so that they can be punished for believing in Jesus so again, Paul is speaking to people who are very zealous for God, who want to kill him, saying, you know, I did exactly the same thing you did. I had the same zeal, but also the same hatred in my heart. I think that's why. That's why they're listening to him give his testimony. Verse 6, about noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. This bright light I fell to the ground and heard the voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you're persecuting, he replied. Paul, yeah, get this, he meets Jesus <laughs> on the way to killing followers of Jesus. <laughs> and you know, probably, he, that's why he didn't expect this. see him. Who are you? Who are you? Why are you? You I am Jesus. You know Jesus appears to this killer of Christians. Uh, and then he says verse 9, my companion saw the light, but they did not, did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. meaning this was just for him, Just for Paul, this encounter with Jesus. Verse 10, what shall I do? Lord? Notice again, he keeps calling him Lord. That means this encounter was almost a turning point of conversion. You know he, he's admitting Jesus, as his God, calling him Lord. What shall I do, Lord? Asking, what do you command me to do? Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. So giving him instructions. You know, Jesus considers him one of his subjects now, one of his followers. 11, my companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of this light had blinded me. So the encounter with Jesus was just so awesome, he became blind, he couldn't see anything. Now he's going to be cured in a few moments when he gets to Damascus, but this blindness is, it's not just physical, it's spiritual, it's symbolic of what's happening to Paul. Jesus is always saying, you are blind, you know, you're blind and blind to me, you know, didn't realize that Jesus is God, but it's also blind to your own sin, your own hatred. And, you know, that's something that's very real. Again, Paul is speaking to a bunch of very angry people. And what does anger do to us? Amongst other things, you know, makes us angry. (laughs) Makes us lash out uh, towards people whom we ought to be loving. You know, that's very horrible. But one thing that anger does to all of us is it makes us blind. We don't realize that we're lashing out. We don't realize that we are hurting god and the people around us and that, therefore i think jesus strikes him with with this blindness to say that you have not seen all the destruction and hurt you're causing to yourself and the people around you uh, where are we verse 12 a man named ananias so this guy ananias came to see me he was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the jews living there he stood beside me and said brother saul receive your sight and that that very moment and I was able to see him he, he was able to see he was blind before but God uses this Christian to open Saul's eyes and the question he asks is why, why why use this Christian why didn't Jesus just cure him on the spot why take him all the way by the hand to this town to meet this one guy this Christian named Ananias well I think Jesus wants him not to just see Jesus which he just did but also to see his brother in Christ. What does he call him again? Brother Saul, my brother. Remembering that this Saul wanted to kill you. He didn't say my killer. He <laughs> says, no, you've been forgiven in Christ and therefore you are now my brother in Christ. And how amazingly loving and forgiving and transforming those words must have been you know, for someone who just felt anger, anger, anger to now experience love and forgiveness and restoration. You are now my brother in Christ. And to be able to see him as the first thing he sees as he opens his eyes. Verse 14, then he said, the God of our fathers has chosen you to know his will and to see, to see the righteous one to do, hear the words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now, uh, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem, now this is significant because he's in Jerusalem right now, which is the holy city it's where the temple is. And he says, When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and I saw the Lord speaking. So Jesus appeared to him again. Quick, he said to me, leave Jerusalem immediately. Get out! Jesus is telling him to run away from Jerusalem. Why? Because they will not accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, these men know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. These men, meaning this crowd, all you guys, all you guys, Jesus is saying run away because these guys are going to catch you. They're going to kill you. But Paul is almost pleading for them. I I used to be like them. I used to be blind at them. Give them a chance, in other words. Verse 20, And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. You know, pausing. I am a sinful man. I had this hatred, but you changed me, Lord. You can change them as well. What does Jesus say to that? Verse 21, Then the Lord said to me, Go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened to Paul until he said this. This meaning, go, send you to the Gentiles. Then they raised their voices and shouted, rid the earth of him, he's not fit to live. And I'll stop there. And they want to kill him. <laughs> Why? Is it because Jesus said they won't listen to you? No, no, they were still listening to him when Jesus said they won't listen to you. No, it's when Jesus said this, verse 21, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. You know, They cannot imagine now here are people who cannot imagine God loving someone other than me <laughs> but you know this is just the gospel you know the gospel is God loving people who don't love him and you know, who don't respond to him, who aren't his people making them his people and more than that the gospel sends people who are unlovable to speak to other people who are also unlovable now, that probably doesn't make sense well I mean you know Paul is preaching to his own people. It's almost like a Chinese person preaching to the Chinese church. And then the Chinese church rejecting this Chinese person. And Jesus says, go to the English, go to the non-Chinese. And you say, but why? You know, we are the same people. We should be able to understand each other. But, But that's just not the gospel way. The gospel way is God sending you to other people, other nations, so that they too will hear something that... Maybe you've t- heard before and taken for granted, but so that you will be the way in which God will minister to them. I didn't, I didn't explain that properly, uh, but yeah, forgive me. <laughs> anyway, what do we learn for it? What do we learn for it? I think we learn about uh, hatred, hatred. Let's put it that way. You know, they they hate him, and then they end up hating him still even more. But um, they end, but the, it's slightly different towards the end. You know, it starts with the hatred of God and the hatred of God's workers, Paul. But it ends with Paul willing to take that hatred upon himself because that's what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus took our sin upon himself, our hatred upon himself, and our judgment upon himself so that we can be loved. And there's this kind of transformation happening in Acts chapter 22 whereby God opens our eyes to see our hatred towards others, and then God opens our hearts so that we can receive the hatred from others. That's, um, you know, you wish that God opens our eyes to see love and then opens our hearts to be able to receive love. But the gospel is such that it's coming to hateful people, bad people, and that's me and you. And it's that transformation that happens within us that that infects the people around us, that they too are transformed, such that they transform from hateful people to loving people to people loved in Christ. Uh, sorry, you know, it's kind of random, uh, but I, I, I don't know, just, just my thoughts, looking at Acts chapter 22, I think it's a very special chapter that just, you know, uh, reminds me that when I'm tempted to criticize other people for their hatred, you know, things like racism, oh, you shouldn't be hating other people. First of all, God says, hey, that's the same kind of hatred you have in your heart. And therefore, when you encounter that outside of you, you should be willing to take it in so that you can help them, you know, see as well their own hatred, but also see God's love working their lives. Very interesting dimension and strategy that God has for the gospel, but that's what he does in Christ, isn't it? Let's pray. Uh, Lord, this is so, so difficult to do because it's just easier to criticize and to condemn, but you ask us to love and to be patient. So, First of all, help us to understand this inside of ourselves, to have that forgiveness inside of ourselves, and then to look towards the people whom we love, to give them almost permission, you know, to be open and maybe even to hate us, but then to respond with the gospel and with the love of Christ. Help us to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for staying this this far. Uh, that was a bit random, a bit long, but take care. God bless. Bye.